Little Tip Tuesday, where I share a tip, tool, or dose of inspiration for your week. This week, I have a very special microcast. A while back, a friend of mine's wife contacted me regarding his upcoming retirement. Would I write a letter about what he meant to me and give it to him when he retired? Well, I never wrote the letter, but I thought about it for months. But life got in the way, and he has since retired. But I did finally write that letter. And now, not only do I want to share it with him, but I want to share it with all of you. A quote that comes to mind, and I am a big quote person, is that I cannot alone change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. This was said by Mother Teresa. And often we don't ever know the impact that we have on another and how far those ripples travel. When I met Darren Ivey, I wanted the world to know what he meant to me. And now they will, and so will he. He's had such a tremendous impact on me. So here we go. A letter to my mentor, Darren Ivey. Dear Darren, I never really thought about the importance of mentors until a few years ago. I went through my life working hard, making my way on my own, not really relying on anyone but myself. I now realize how flawed this was, but it worked and it got me to where I am today. Growing up, I was the kid that was the parent. You know what I mean? From an early age, I took on the role of my parent because my own parents were kids when they had me. In fact, they were hippies. I grew up in the 70s in New York City. I have very vivid memories of hanging with my parents on the rooftops of the apartment buildings in New York City while they partied with their friends. I spent a good part of my childhood also living in fear. Fear that my mom or dad or both would die or get arrested. Whether I was worried they'd get killed in a car accident because I knew they liked to drink or because my dad had a really bad temper and regularly got into fights. And just knowing the type of people that my dad hung out with. When my parents were gone, my grandmother lived with us and she watched me. She kept a gallon of wine in her closet and often drank until she passed out. I suppose I was really the one watching her. Alcoholism, drug addiction, and mental health were prominent in my household growing up. At a young age, I intuitively knew that this wasn't right, and I kept trying to keep things together for the family. This meant that I lied to my friends and I kept secrets. I was embarrassed. Fast forward, my career choice. I knew when I was about 12 years old, I can remember specifically that I knew I wanted to be a cop. It's easy to probably see why I chose this career or really why my career chose me. I couldn't do much back then to control what was going on in my environment. I remember feeling helpless and frustrated. I was attracted to shows that had leading female characters that were strong, confident, and just badass. All the things that I wanted and aspired to be. Remember Jamie Summers, the bionic woman? Linda Carter as Wonder Woman or Jacqueline Smith and Farrah Fawcett in Charlie's Angels? I know I'm dating myself. I guess looking back, they were my mentors. Somehow they gave me hope. Hope that things could be different and somehow I could help make them different. I imagine back then that you watched those very same shows, but for different reasons. I remember all the boys my age at that time had that famous Farrah Fawcett poster hanging up in their bedrooms. You might be asking yourself, Wendy, what does this have to do with me? (laughs) The word mentor is a noun, so just bear with me. And it comes from a character, mentor, from the Greek mythology. I love finding out the etymology and roots of words. 
Mentor was often impersonated by the goddess of wisdom, Athena. Mentor means wise advisor, intimate friend who is also a sage counselor, especially of one who is young or inexperienced. You are my mentor, and not because I think of you as a female goddess. Looking back, I now realize I've had a lot of mentors in my life. I just didn't really think of them in this way. As challenging as my childhood was, it made me who I am, resilient, beautifully broken, and forgiving. Forgiving to myself and to others, and mainly forgiving to my family, to my parents. If I didn't meet you, I wonder if I would have ever come to this realization. I remember when we met six years ago, I was first introduced to you through the Yoga for First Responders program. At that time, I was practicing yoga for about eight years or so, and I initially started to lose baby weight. But I realized soon after that it was so much more than the physical part that had an impact on me. I didn't learn until much later on why it was so impactful, but I just knew I felt better during and after class, or as us yogis say, on and off the mat. I wanted to share the benefits of yoga with my brothers and sisters in blue. When we first met, you didn't really know this, but I had been through fertility issues, miscarriages, two premature pregnancies, health issues, panic attacks, autoimmune digestive issues, poor sleep, and an inability to manage my stress well. It's not really something you share with somebody that you first meet. I worked in persons crimes through most of my career, homicide, sex crimes, and gang. Carl and I, who I know you know Carl because he's my husband, we worked on call for a majority of both of our law enforcement careers. We lived in a constant state of chaos. We just didn't realize that's the way it was because it was our life. We didn't know any different. When I started to practice yoga, it slowly opened up the door and helped me see that. And I wanted to share the benefits with my brothers and sisters in blue. During that time, you were working with yoga for first responders, teaching your building resiliency, surviving secondary trauma class that you had helped build with Truman Medical Center in Kansas City. I remember after our first phone call, you graciously offered to drive to Wichita. And for those who, who don't know, that's about a three hour trip from Kansas City where you live. And you offered to teach your building resiliency class at my agency at the time. And that was the first time I really ever heard of the term and learned what secondary trauma was. From that moment on, whether you know it or not, you became my mentor and more importantly, you became my friend. Sorry, it wasn't necessarily because you were a badass cop, although I'm sure that's the case, but what it was, I was in awe of how open you were when you talked about your family, in particular, your relationship with your youngest son. I'd never heard a guy, let alone a cop, talk about their feelings so openly before, get emotional and not be embarrassed about it. That was a critical moment for me. You really opened people's eyes in that class that day, and I saw it. I realized in myself all those years, I held in so much. At first, it was all about work stuff, things that I had seen, cases I had worked, and understanding how all of it impacted me. Then the lens widened. I saw the trauma in my personal life and how that factored in. The fear that both of my daughters would die as a result of being born 10 weeks early, weighing slightly over two pounds each. The fear for my own health during that time and realizing just how hard it was for my husband when he actually thought he could lose his wife and his baby. All of that, I just started to all realize it all at once. Finally, 
I was able to see how my childhood shaped the way that I'm wired, why I respond to things the way that I do, why I develop certain physical and emotional health issues. More importantly, I learned forgiveness. Understanding my parents were shaped and influenced by their own childhood trauma. And trust me, they had their fair share. I'm now able to reflect on my experience with compassion and understanding. I love my parents and I know they love me. That's really all that matters now. And using this insight and trying to do better for my own daughter's husband and family. I have you to thank for that. You inspired me to pivot, shift from a career person's crimes detective to someone who now wanted to learn all I could about trauma, resilience, and healing to help not only myself, but my coworkers, many of whom were silently suffering too. Silently, because that's what we were taught. It's part of the job. Suck it up. For me, being a girl compounded this message, and I really took this to heart. Put on a brave face, even when I didn't feel brave. Not that I want you to get too big of a head, but from the moment I met you, you kind of changed my life. I knew I wanted to share what I was starting to learn with others. Six years later, I've retired and I unretired and now work as the wellness coordinator for a sheriff's office, dedicating my time to supporting my peers, helping to facilitate change and raise awareness when it comes to first responder mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical health. All the things, including this podcast, these are the ripples, all because of you, my mentor, Darren Ivey.